Welcome to the Broadcast Friday Top 5. I'm your host, Randy. And I'm Dario. And we're going to talk about our favorite releases of the last few weeks, actually. Good morning, Prague fam. It's April 23rd, Friday. Uh, We've been uh, gone for a couple of weeks from the Friday Top 5 for various reasons. Um, And actually, this will be our last episode of the Friday Top 5 for the foreseeable future. But we wanted to catch up on a couple of great album releases that we missed. And this is our chance to do it. Dario, how you doing? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm good. Keeping very, very busy. Um, and uh, yeah, first there was Easter and then um, then we were just busy with other stuff. And yeah, there's been a couple of amazing releases we definitely wanted to talk about. And um, yeah, but before that, we have a little housekeeping to do. Um, first up, check out last uh, the, yesterday's episode, which yeah. was a really fun talk. Of the two of us uh, talking about our favorite bass players. Um, so check that out if you haven't done so already. And like a big coincidence uh, was that one of my picks was Rionas Reingold. And it happened to be his birthday yesterday. So shout out again <laughs> to him. Jonas, happy birthday, man. Hope you're doing great. And uh, yeah, hope to see you again. Your present was the podcast recording that we made for you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Jonas. Yeah, cool. Um, I also have one little housekeeping note, which is uh, more of an exciting announcement. Um, For those those of you who are fans of the band Matter Mortem, uh, you probably know that uh, I've been making a feature-length documentary about the band since the start of 2019 and actually it's connected to the podcast because our very first episode of the podcast in December of 2018 was an interview uh, that Dario and I both did together with Agneta singer Agneta Kierkevag from Matter Mortem and through that conversation we got to talking about their 20th anniversary and that they were interested in doing a documentary and then we started making one, and here we are <laughs> two years later, a little more than two years later. Yep. And wow, it was a, a much more involved documentary than I had expected. And um, <laughs> I'm excited to say that yesterday, so Thursday, um, it was announced at the Inferno Music Conference, which is um, the the heavy metal festival Inferno in Norway's. They have like an industry uh, conference that's attached to the festival, and it was announced that the film Howl of the Underdogs will actually premiere on June 26, 2021, at the Micro Rockin Festival in the band's hometown, um, where the band will play uh, live. There will be a live stream of the concert, and before that, there will be a screening of the film uh, on location followed by a Q&A with the band and myself. And then after that, we're really excited because we've partnered with a really great organization called Metalheads Against Bullying. Um, And they're going to host a panel called Bullying Yourself When the Bully Is In Your Head. 
and it will be a discussion about body image issues for artists, gender bias in the metal scene, and internalized shame uh, in self-promotion. So um, the panelists are yet to be announced, but this should be a really um, interesting and insightful panel discussion which is connected to the film um, because a little description of the movie, it's an intimate and uncompromising look into the 20-year struggle between rock visionaries Matter Mortem and body image, gender double standards, and a culture of conformity. So, yes. as I said before, wow. once we started filming, we realized there was a whole, a whole lot more to talk about um, in the making then, of the film. Then, so, then, very then, excited then, about that. Yeah. Um, it will be premiering <laughs> at that festival. And for those of you that are not at the festival, because I actually think it's already sold out, um, you can purchase or rent uh, the film on that day on Vimeo. And those links will be coming soon. Pay attention to the Matter Mortem uh, social media platforms or the Howl of the Underdog uh, Facebook page uh, to learn about that more. So thank you for letting me uh, present that. We're very excited. Two years in the making. It's a very powerful film. The band was uh, incredibly open with us, and um, yeah, you're, you I'm, might, you I'm might cry. super, super, <laughs> super excited about it. I'm, 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 I know I will, I will cry. <laughs> um, that won't stop me from watching it. And uh, yeah, I would just wanted to say this. Uh, yeah, this turned out to be a lot more to tell as a story than just you know 20 years of being in a band yeah uh okay so i would say let's kick off uh our friday top five then and get the ball rolling dario what's your first pick uh well actually i uh wanted to ask you to do the first pick oh. because the first uh, uh chronologically as i like to keep my things the first album we want to talk about was one that you uh you wanted to mention, and yeah. that was out on April 7th, which is? Uh, the Kior Tea Room. Yes. Um, so, yeah, what can I say about this? Apart from, I think that this is my favorite album of the year so far, in fact. Wow. There's, there's two albums that I'm going to talk about today that are my favorite albums of the year so far. Um, but Kior <laughs> is, is is definitely on the top of the list and I knew Petricor. Um, I had that in my like, you know, in my iTunes the last few years, and listened to it from time to time. But it never, I never quite connected to it. But um, the first time I heard Tea Room, I immediately was like, my jaw was on the floor the whole ride. And uh, <laughs> I've since listened to it ten times at least. Um, because it's actually a very nice length. It's for a prog album. It's not very long, so it's like a perfect commute length, like 30, 37 minutes, I think. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's only I think seven songs. Uh, let me make sure I'm getting that right. Seven, seven songs. I nailed it. Um, <laughs> and yeah let me just say a few things about a couple of them um i think the singles were blossom and of course the prog space premiered underworld um yes. both very cool songs i would say underworld has a little bit of that devin townsend feeling that i think a lot of the album like from his other albums i feel like there's a lot more like maybe devin townsend feel with this and also because it's very personal and um 
I don't know that I've heard an album so personal before, or at least in a long time, where you know he really like talks to you as you're listening to to the <laughs> yeah. record, and uh, it's a little bit like uncomfortable in a way, like <laughs> like it's kind of like rem- breaking the fourth wall and reminding you that he's there. And I know that you had a conversation with him, so I don't want to like take up all the the time talking about it because I'm sure I know that you also really like the album, Dario. So jump yeah, in. Yeah, check out episode 125 I did with Kior. Victor is his real name. He's a really interesting um, artist. And uh, the, 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 the conversation w- was very enlightening and, and uh, into like... Yeah, a glimpse into his mind, into his artist mind. Um, and yeah, just just the first line alone is kind of unsettling and <laughs> yeah. sets you in the like weird mood. You have to hear it for yourself. So yeah, um, yeah it's a very unusual album. It's uh, but it's uh, it, it's super um, yeah awe inspiring. How what he did. Yeah. I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, um, speaking of that, just musically, it's like a bit cinematic, um, which I really liked that it, you know, he kind of incorporates some orchestral elements, um, some like world instruments. The bass parts are amazing. Like the bass lines are just gnarly bass, you know, and I feel like he is often thought about as like a guitarist, you know, yeah. uh, but like the bass parts, which I believe he plays are, are awesome. I would love to write bass parts like that. So, (laughs) um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. Except that you should go listen to it because it's hard to describe. And I think you just have to, you know, let it, let it wash over you. Yeah, we 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 we're gonna have a few more base picks of the week today, but we can, <laughs> I think we are we have the freedom to to award several base picks of the week. Yeah, it's it's somehow it's a bit the broadcast base week as we had our favorite bass players episode yesterday. Yeah, so I think it's cool. It's cool to have. Uh, some more base picks of the week. <laughs> yeah, I also <laughs> and, secretly announced my 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 up, upcoming base solo projects on the episode <laughs> yesterday, and I didn't do it on social, so you have to hear the episode to know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, cool. What's the um, what's your what's the next pick then? Uh, we're going forward to April 9th, and I have uh, actually two two releases from April 9th, and they're both. Somehow from Russia. One of them is Pleximens, the Maze Within debut album from uh, progressive metal project Pleximens, led by amazing uh, guitarist Evgen Tsibulin. And uh, yeah, he's from Siberia, and uh, I'm going to talk to him next week on the broadcast here. Um, we, we, we have six hours' time difference. So, um, oh, wow. And and I am I I always think you know Russia is not that far from here yeah. you know it's there's like only Poland in between or something right um, so from Germany uh, but but it's I, not I never really t- no, I, I, yeah like Saint Petersburg and yeah. Moscow maybe but 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 like uh, yeah it's you you forget easily that it it 
uh, goes on for thousands of kilometers into right. the east uh, all, all the way until Korea. <laughs> yeah. All the way to Alaska nearly, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, those are those are dimensions of uh the vastness of uh of um of a country that are uh, for us like Europeans in the like in the middle of Europe with with such so many tiny countries here. um anyway we want to talk about music and musically pleximens is um a kind of three-part album or it's more more there's like three songs at the beginning and three songs at the end that are entirely instrumental a like very cool juxtaposition of classical guitar and electronic drum beats as well um but also you're like the the classic instrumental prog metal style and also symphonic elements and then there's the um the 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 centerpiece is is the four part song inside the maze which features guest vocals and evgen also growls a little bit here and there um It's a cool song and, and and everything, but I have to say I'm all over the instrumental songs at the at the beginning and at the end of the of the album. Those are um, they're just amazing, and uh, they don't have to hide behind like from like next to the greats of the genre. It's it's wow. it's high quality stuff and. Uh, It's a lot of fun to listen to it. And um, yeah, Pleximens from Siberia. The other Russian band is kind of... I, I'm not sure about them really having their origins in Russia because now they're living in... They're based in, in um, Estland, I think. And they're singing in Finnish even. Uh, it's the band Kawan, and they released their new I- new album Ice Fleet on April 9th as well. And it's uh, quite the opposite because it's very, very slow, very, very atmospheric, kind of doomy um, stuff with uh, some post-metal, post-black metal elements every now and then. Like, uh, the album is a concept album about a, like a fleet of um ships getting stuck in the ice mm. and and at the beginning at the end of the album there's like there's uh like when you um like when you listen to a to um to radio play or something with the with the noise of of you know the ice masses um cracking yeah. on the hulls of the ships really really haunting and like the whole album is about the atmosphere is very very slow it's a breathtaking atmosphere that they managed to build with their sound design and um it reminded me a little bit <laughs> i just uh, realized uh, we're staying in russia here it, when i talked about uh, gleb kolyadin's uh, yeah. solo um key uh, um, piano album mm. I, i i i said that like he um gives the notes time to breathe and allows space between the notes uh which we won't have so many in our next pick 
<laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's a bit like that, but in a you know in a in a in a post black metal doom uh, environment. I, is the album then based on this true um, this true event that happened? There was an Amazon TV series uh, called The Terror, which is about a ship crew in the Arctic that gets stuck in the ice. I have seen that show uh, at the, least uh, season one, um, which was also a, like one of the slowest TV shows I've ever seen. Yeah, and it it was nerve wracking how slow it was, but I, <laughs> but it it was so good. And I, I'm not sure if it's the same story, but I also think it's based on some some real true story. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, you can buy the vinyl with a little book. For an uh, for an RPG, oh, um, so that is something very very special. I would recommend for all fans of that type of game, role playing play games. games. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Okay, <laughs> yeah, wow, that's uh, that's something to look into. Um, so yeah, next up, I think we um, yeah we have an album where there's not much space between all those notes <laughs> right randy yeah i mean and and I would feel like you're living under a rock if you didn't know this album came out, but uh, of course, we're talking about liquid tension experiment three uh l t e three uh dropped April sixteenth um it originally was supposed to come out in March and then uh the 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 date got pushed back, and uh, we did an interview with jordan rudas um episode one twenty eight which we actually recorded just before the original release, and we had to push it back. Um, that's why it may sound confusing when Jordan talks about his upcoming solo record, which he he was like about to upload um, to have it distributed. And of course, that was out at the time of the release of the episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've waited 22 years for another LT3, <laughs> LTE, album and um and we got one and man it's like like i said before this is another one of my favorite albums of the year i just can't believe how great it is and you know we talked yesterday on on the podcast about tony levin and about i mean you know a, you know a lot of the guys in the band are are up in age tony's <laughs> 74 jordan's yeah. 64 i think um, and there's no sign of them slowing down. I mean, it's incredible, like how the skill and speed and dexterity that they still write and record with. Yeah, it's 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 breathtaking in another way, in in a different way than than the Kawan album, as it uh, yeah, it doesn't let a, a lot of room to breathe, even though there's like uh, like a lot of beautiful. M melodic passages yep. and and motives that they are playing with, and uh, there's there there's one there's one little melody that that is very very similar to something from Systematic Chaos, <laughs> and oh, yeah. I and I and and I feel that for me the the lyrical passages that from from John Petrucci on this album for me they're the most Emotional and heartfelt since Systematic Chaos. Interesting. I, I I didn't really connect with 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 a lot of stuff that he um, released since then. So after I first listened to LTE three, 
I got reminded how much I loved uh, Systematic Chaos back when it came out. So yeah. I went back to listen to Systematic Chaos and in the presence of enemies and uh, Ministry of Lost Souls, they're so epic and there's something of that epicness, but also of those very, very beautiful emotional guitar motifs mm. um, present on LTE3 with, that I haven't heard or like... A anything that, that John Petrucci has done in the meantime didn't touch me as deeply emotionally. Interesting. Um, uh, so that was, apart from the instrumental wankery <laughs> that is crazily impressive and a lot of fun, um, these beautiful melodic uh, parts, um, like this, the combination of those two make this album special for me. Wow. I think that brings me to our last pick for today and uh, also for our last Friday top five pick. Um, before uh, before we go there, uh, one last thing about Tony Levin. Yesterday we said, um, I think off the air, we said, um, uh, is there going to be a Tony Levin release today, actually? And there is a release today where Tony Levin plays. Oh, and that is the uh, an album from a keyboarder called Michael Whalen. Um, and on this album, Tony plays together with Simon Phillips. And yesterday we already mentioned, like, yeah, Tony has played with all the best of the drummers in the history of rock. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know if he ever played with Simon Phillips on an album before, but if not, now he check <laughs> check the box. <laughs> anyway, the um, yeah, a lot of fun listen uh, listening to music. Um, I also have the feeling for our next and last pick, and that is the WEP from Dark Horse White Horse. Mm. It is a very comprised twenty minutes uh, with. Um, five or six songs. Um, and it is, of course, the new project from Marcella Bovio. And um, the lineup is just so sick and uh, delivers on all fronts. I haven't had that much fun with, a, with this particular symphonic metal genre since, I don't know... Um, <laughs> looking at his CD collection in the background. <laughs> um, Tumera's Delusions. Um, and and the, 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 the reason behind this is that like 99% of, of this type of, um, yeah, I hate to say that word, but female-fronted symphonic metal um, tends to be quite, you know, straightforward and uh, not really interesting technically. Yeah, sometimes the music's a little bit more sterile. And on this, it's just yeah. like so full. And she's singing over a lot of complicated stuff and singing yeah. a lot of complicated parts. I mean, her <laughs> vocal performance is probably one of my favorites of the year because, I mean, it she just, just kills it. I mean, it's really powerful. Yeah, and uh, actually I wanted, even though he is not part of the official lineup, I mean, the official lineup is Marcella and then Jord Otto on guitars and Ruben Weicha on the keyboards, um, and the rhythm section, which features Arian van Wiesenbeck uh, from Epica and Mayan on drums, also killer performance. Um, 
together with Sivasil Sapkins on the bass, um, is only they are only like session musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do hope they will get promoted to full time members because the I I think the, the 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 chemistry of the the five of them is just perfect, and I wanted actually to give our last bass pick of the week to Siba, who is such an amazing talent. He's he's very young and he's so enthusiastic about his playing. Is like he's he he has so much fun playing the bass, and it it shines through all he does. He's playing with a lot of other bands, um, like Phantom Elite as well. And the first time I saw him play live was actually with Destiny Potato. And I think back then he was 17 or something. So like a super amazing bass prodigy is such a nice guy. And um, it's a joy to hear him and to see him play. And and that's also what this 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 EP um, as a whole not not only his bass performance but the, the EP as a whole I've listened to it a lot and it's just it's it's relentless it's kind of dystopian uh, themes with like Judgment Day and and black holes swallow swallow us whole or whatever <laughs> but it's still so much fun and energetic and yeah. It might sound weird, but that's what I get from it. <laughs> I find it. I'm always a little surprised when it ends because yeah. you know it. It feels like a full album, um, but you know it's. But it ends abruptly after you know the five tracks are over because it's only an EP, and it's always like a little bit like I'm waiting for the next track, you know, to kick yeah. in. Uh, so I look forward to the next releases. Yeah, this but, one took me. Um, this one, this one caught my eye for sure. I really, really love it. Listened to it a bunch of times since uh, since it officially came out. Yeah, um, we of course we talked to Marcella uh, last year already when they dropped the first single, Black Hole. Um, so if you haven't uh, heard that, definitely go back, check that out. Amazing stuff. I'm sure the next week and the rest of the year will be similar with crazy stuff um we just you know there's there's a lot of uh stuff going on in our lives and we need to take care of it and we we have some commitments and some 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 stuff that we need to take care of so this is very time consuming and it's a lot of fun but um um for now we will just uh, refrain from doing any more friday top 5s but maybe we'll come back to it at some point in the future. We'll see. It was definitely great fun um, discussing the newest releases with you for the last couple of months, uh, Randy. Which we, I'm sure we still will off the air. But yeah, absolutely. it's cool to share those thoughts with, with you guys out there. But uh, as Dario said, yeah. We just have to reprioritize a few things. And um, yeah, but there'll be some great interviews coming up. Dario's already got a bunch of stuff lined up, so looking forward to the next podcast episodes. Yeah. Have a great weekend. Listen to those amazing albums. Take care of yourselves and take care of your loved ones. And never forget to listen to amazing music. Progcast is a Stuist Media podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Progcast Podcast. 
To learn more about Stuist Media, check out stuistmedia.com. Progcast is hosted and produced by Dario Albrecht and myself, Randy M. Salo, and is co-produced by Janine Stengel-Lewis and Blake Lewis. Our theme music is by This Is Not An Elephant. New episodes of Progcast drop every Monday and Thursday, and don't miss our Friday Top 5 episode where we discuss our favorite albums that drop that week. See you next time, Prog fam. Prog fam.